2: Roger Maris of Nissan's.
0: No, no, you're not. Uh, Daniel's on with us in about, what, about five, six minutes, something like that? Uh, yeah. All right, just let me know when we're. Uh, so, what, what's the latest? Anything, any
3: good?
4: From uh, anyone? Uh, I haven't thought about anything.
3: I'm off to Scotland on Saturday for two days. Where are you going? Scotland. I mean, where? All over Scotland. We're hitting the countryside, yeah. We're hitting all these famous haunted castles and crypts and hotels and everything so i'm looking forward to doing that and then i'm off to ireland next month
0: that's so funny because when we we're down in uh down at uh edgartown and martha's vineyard we ran into this british couple mm-hmm. and we're have, just having a night and they said they said we really wish they'd get rid of the royalty in, in england we've had enough um but i i guess that's so it's not their sure,
3: fault the queen is dead now yeah i probably nice that's
0: probably true but uh, I said, "Well, you know, we were talking about this, that, and the other thing." And he said, "Oh, I love going to Scotland, Ireland, England—all wonderful because I'm Scot, English. I, I didn't didn't know this, but I am part actually Scandinavian, and I never knew that. Hmm. I knew I was German, Scottish, English, Irish, but I'm also part Scandinavian too.
3: So America is not as much a melting pot as Tom Bernard.
0: I'm a major melting pot. Yeah. There's no question. But anyway, they said so." So you're, you're you're part English? I said, yeah. My last name is Barnard, and they said, oh, we live right right by Barnard Castle. So that's kind of cool. Apparently, it's a complete mess now. It's a ruin now. Isn't that basically what they implied, Catherine?
4: Yeah. Well, it, I think it always has been.
5: Well, I mean, for the last four they, or five. They, they years. built it as a ruin.
4: Well, <laughs> they built up. it as a ruin. In modern times, yes. it's been a ruin for quite some time.
0: And by the way, Andy, because of the music you play every day to, to introduce this show, I started watching The Sopranos from Episode 1. Yeah. It's been that a while. is a great show. It holds up, doesn't it? it? Does it's stupid hold up. how good that show is today. There's no doubt about it. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. And I just started watching it from Episode 1, Season 1. And it's
3: the things that he says... The whole thing. I, I wonder if a show like that would, would succeed if it came out today. If this was 2022 was the year that Sopranos launched, could that show survive? No, because they
0: smear all races, colors, creeds, nationalities, sexuality. sexuality. Everything, yeah. they, they, they smear everything. But and if I, it's
3: a look into a culture, I know, would I that know. be
0: accepted? I don't know. People just can't seem to deal with that whatsoever. They it's cannot crazy, deal with huh? I don't know. It's just settle down. Everything's fine.
3: Did you watch Coda, the uh, third? Yeah. How, how'd you like the third Godfather? It was they very redid mediocre. It. Really? So yeah. recut was no better than the original.
0: No, it was no better. Might in fact even
3: been worse. No kidding. Yeah,
0: it was not very good at all. all and right. I like everybody in it. That's the problem I have with it. Is Joe Montana's in it now? Andy Garcia's in it, and all these great people. So I thought I was going. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. The writing is just not there. It's just not good. Wow. I did love the offer though, but I loved part one and part two. Yeah, so that was good.
4: And I started rewatching, or just started getting back into Ted Lasso because of me and the woman that's on the offer. The yeah, you were showing me the blonde girl
6: woman, whatever she is. The office she's,
4: woman. Yeah, she's she's in Ted oh, Lasso. Angela. What is
6: she in Ted Lasso?
4: She is the love interest of the angry soccer player. Oh, Keeley. Yeah.
6: Yeah, a I started watching Ted Lasso play. because so many people were like you'd love it, you'd love it, you'd love it. And so I randomly just started watching it and it is I do love it. Love it. Love it. I know you guys do. It's just so What's sweet up for four Emmys. It's just so sweet and it fun and is. Is. and nice.
0: It won the Emmy. Oh, it won? Yep.
6: For oh. a comedy series. Oh.
0: It did indeed. Oh, yeah, Paul Mercurio did not win. He was up for an Emmy for the Steve Colbert show, but he didn't win.
4: How are we surprised?
0: So in two weeks when he's in town, I'm going to ridicule the piss out of him. He'll be sitting right here, and I'll go, Paul, you're a miserable <coughs> failure. Aww, I love Mercurio. Funny. I can't wait. Because Andy and Alex, so you guys have known Mercurio since you were what, about a
5: while? Yeah,
0: 10 years you've known him? Mm-hmm. Huh? Something like just that. Just a great guy. Did you ever see him do stand-up?
5: No. Oh, no God, he's he's good. very funny. We have Daniel on the phone. He's a very <coughs>
0: funny guy. Daniel Stashauer, how you doing, Daniel? I'm just fine. How are you? Magnificent! Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You did. Thanks very much. I just wanted to make sure. You know, it's uh, I do hear that sometime because my last name is Barnard, and once in a while, yeah, this is a guy I just met, Tom Brainerd. Oh, really, Brainerd? <laughs> that's that's my name, is okay. Barnard <laughs> Brainerd. What the hell's the difference? Uh, American Demon Elliot Ness and the Hunt for America's Jack the Ripper. Now you just did three things to me there, Daniel. I like American Demon, I loved Elliot Ness, and I really loved reading about Jack the Ripper, so you covered that. You got the whole shooting match in there. Yeah, there's a lot to cover. God, unbelievable. Daniel Stashauer, our special guest, New York Times bestselling author, and Edgar Award winner Daniel Stashauer returns with American Demon a historical true crime starring legendary lawman Elliot Ness. I, so it is true crime. Is that correct?
7: Uh, that is right. You know, when Gosh. people think of Elliot Ness, they think of a big truck smashing through the doors of an illegal brewery. Right. Uh, right. But uh, th- there was a whole uh, there was a whole extra chapter that happened uh, after after his exploits in Chicago, and it's quite a story. Yeah,
0: I cannot wait to hear it. I got to mention one more thing before because I, I do want to hear the whole story. But I did not, I, I don't know if you know this or not, Daniel, but Catherine and I have been together now about 40 years. We've been married about 36 years, 37 years, somewhere. No, longer than that, actually. Now it's 38 years. But uh, she was the original person. She called me the mad butcher of Kingsbury Run. So, <laughs> 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 you're not buying that one? so weird. <laughs> you're so, Your guys' role okay, playing we'll, is not uh, right we'll for we'll this show. In. no. <laughs> It's not right at all, ever. (laughs) Boston had its Strangler. California had the Zodiac Killer. And in the depths of the Great Depression, Cleveland had the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury. Run. I want to hear about the Mad Butcher. What's that all about?
7: Well, uh, the murders began even before Elliot Ness appeared on the scene. This is the mid-1930s, Depression-era America. And there was a string of absolutely brutal killings in Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown. Uh, each of the victims appeared to have been beheaded. Uh, Some, it seemed, while still alive. And the remains, in most cases, were expertly dismembered and scattered across the city. So as you can imagine, uh, these little scenes of horror were popping up everywhere. Just a terrible situation.
0: Daniel, is it true historically, because I had heard, uh, that people used to behead people, uh, you know, living people, they'd behead them because they'd like to pick up the head because apparently the eyes and the mouth move for a while like they're trying to talk. Is that true?
7: Oh, gosh. Uh, there were all kinds of possible reasons right. for the, that, that the, the killer might have been uh, uh, doing this put forward uh, at the time. And the police picked up all sorts of people uh, who, who were uh, claiming to be voodoo doctors and all sorts of different things. There was one man that they uh, arrested in one of their sweeps who claimed that he was able to transplant a human head uh, oh. from one person uh, to another. Ooh. Now, you can imagine how far uh, they, got, uh, they got with that. Uh, but they reasoned quite uh, uh, you know, reasonably enough that someone who believed you could do that uh, might look good for this series of crimes.
0: Yeah, I could see that. You know, you, you mentioned a number of things. Uh, I find it interesting on September 5th, 1934, a young beachcomber made a gruesome discovery on the shores of Cleveland's Lake Erie, the lower half of a female torso neatly severed at the waist. So this man cut a woman in half but made sure to be neat about it? That's, that's fascinating. Uh, that's
7: uh, that's uh, exactly right. And for the, because of, there was a surgical precision attached to these crimes, The police uh, and the coroner um, speculated that the killer must have some kind of surgical training, some form of doctor or or perhaps a butcher, but someone who, in the language they used at the time, recognized the anatomical landmarks as they were approached. In other words, someone who was very good with a sharp, you might say, Mm -hmm. surgical scalpel. And the horror was absolutely everywhere. A pair of schoolboys might stumble over a headless torso, or a severed limb would float down the river, really? right. or a skull would pop up in a tin can at the city dump. I mean, it just just uh, terrible, and each atrocity sparked a cycle of fear and outrage and calls for action.
0: God, said, now, Dave, have you heard about all this?
3: I have. I actually had uh, Mr. Stashauer on my show about I a week so. ago. Yeah, he's uh, a fascinating story. We did a whole episode of The Holzer Files in Season 2. This uh, opening episode was about the torso killer and <clears throat> this horrific spate of, of murders that took place all over. Uh, and, and, like, he was just explaining the just the atrocities of it and how he he seemed like he was just toying with people too right i mean the way he'd display these bodies and the time he took he was almost showing off what he was doing
7: yeah um and it was very very difficult to get at what his possible motive could be uh because uh there were there didn't seem to be any particular pattern to the crimes uh as as you know at uh at that time um there was this uh series of homeless encampments and shanty towns that had, uh, that had sprung up in an area of town called Kingsbury Run. And these murders came to be grouped under the, under the heading of Kingsbury Run, uh, a place that was home to uh, a number of transients, people who were coming through looking for work, people who were kind of off the grid. And the killer appeared to be preying on that population, people who would be hard to identify. And people who, in the uh, in the language of the day, people who would not be missed. It took a while before the police even realized that they were dealing with a series of related of connected crimes.
3: Was he going after any one specific type, uh, or was it women, men, children? Uh, how, how did that play out?
7: Well, it wasn't children, but uh, otherwise there was no there was no pattern. There were men and women. Uh, uh, black and white. and uh, But at one stage, a body was discovered barely a mile away from where two others had been found a few months earlier. And the scale of the thing just snapped into focus. An investigator told the press he and his detectives were on the trail of a crazed killer with a flair for butchery.
3: Was there ever a point where they believed that it might be more than one killer working in conjunction with others?
7: Oh, absolutely. And in fact, uh, there are still uh, people you, you know the, the particulars of this uh, of this case continue to be argued uh, to this day, and there are still people who believe uh, that there must have been more than one killer at work or perhaps someone uh, you know a, a, um, two, two men working uh, as, as a team. The reason that the uh, that the coroners of the time who there were two different coroners who worked on the case over the series. Of murders, the reason they came to the conclusion that there was a single hand at work was because there were similarities in this technique that the killer had been using to um, to dismember the bodies. Uh, uh, so um, there was a pretty firm belief that there was one hand at work um, doing the actual dismemberments.
3: Was it extremely frustrating for Elliot Ness to deal with this kind of case and and you know having his reputation? Which, you know, seemed to supersede normalcy. Ready, he was a legend at that point. When he called, when he was called in and started looking into this, was it frustrating to kind of feel like he was being played by this the entire time?
7: Hugely frustrating to Ness, and it's important to point out. Uh, you know, he's we think of him as a Chicago guy, uh, the man who who got Al Capone. And he's remembered today as the leader of the Untouchables. Uh, but that chapter of his life was wrapped up by the time he turned 30, pretty much. And so he needs a second act. And he lands on his feet as director of public safety in Cleveland. And this is a big, big job. It puts him in charge of the entire police department and the fire department and a whole lot more. And in fact, it's so big a job uh, that a lot of people assume he's going to fall flat on his face. He's the youngest person ever to hold this position. And believe it or not, his marching orders are to clean up a police department that was basically rotting from the inside because of corruption. And also to try to break the stranglehold that the mob had over the city. So, you know, can you imagine the scale of it? Clean up the police force and take down the mob. And the wonder of it all is the degree to which he succeeded. Um, But then the murders began, and that was a, a, a source of frustration, a thorn in his side, not only for him, but for the entire Cleveland police force.
3: But it wasn't really his job to be the one investigating that, right? I mean, he was kind of overlooking the staff who does that, how were they you know, how were the people of Cleveland treating the police in this matter? Was it a, a constant state of panic? people locking their doors and windows at nights or how how did they you know how, just what was the temperature and the climate of that area during these murders?
7: At least at first, uh, there was this sense uh, and the newspapers encouraged this for a time uh, that the killer was preying on uh, these people who uh, um were transients were were off the grid, and that and that what they called normal citizens, good citizens, decent folk, didn't have anything to worry about. But that uh, that position was uh, was difficult to sustain as the uh, as the body count rose, as the body count ticked upward. And it's also important to um, remember you were you were mentioning Ness uh, and his uh, his role in it. He's at the top of the pyramid. The chief of police reported to him. Now he had responsibility, but it wasn't actually his job to track down killers. He wasn't a homicide detective. Now we think of the Elliot Ness from television. He would have strapped on his gun. He would have kicked down some doors. <laughs> right. But the real Elliot Ness uh, was uh, was director of public of public safety. He wasn't a guy who uh, who solved uh, homicides any more than he put out house fires or uh, rescued cats stranded in trees. But this is Elliot Ness. We're talking about people did expect heroics from Elliot Ness, and he mm-hmm. himself had made a point of saying from his first day on the job, he would lead from the front line. So over time, as the pattern of crimes gathered force, he absolutely had to step in. Um, can I ask you a question about the psychology of
0: all this, if you don't mind? Sure. Because I've never understood this whole situation. What happens to young boys and men... Uh, to make them feel so weak and so lame that they have to turn to things like not just ruining people's lives, you know, because there's a lot of that going on anyway, but to actually have to go out and murder people to feel any type of strength whatsoever. Have they ever figured out what that's all about?
7: You know, uh, you've put your finger on something that's very important to this story Uh, because um, this is the, the police in the nineteen thirties uh... it is a very different era now today there's been a whole lot of work done trying to understand the psychology what goes on inside right. the mind of a of a serial killer at that time uh... there this was a, a very uh, this was uh, an incredibly um... difficult dimly understood uh... Um, Psychological uh, process, uh, you know. Then as now, I like, okay, you know we wouldn't claim that we uh, we have it all figured out uh, today. But this was something that the newspaper, that the newspapers of the day commented on extensively. There were phrases like, "What ghastly chemistry of the human mind would convert a civilized person into an inhuman killer like this?" Uh, and there, while there was an attempt to understand it, this was very new territory. And I have always felt it was very much to the credit uh, of Ellian S and the Cleveland police how hard they worked to arrive at an understanding of this. Uh, The the coroner um, pulled together a panel of experts. They met, they rolled up their shirt sleeves, and they attempted to create what they called a synthetic portrait of the killer. Today, we would, we would call that criminal profiling. But you see it at every phase of this investigation, that Ness and the investigators and the Cleveland Police and the Homicide Bureau are attempting to push through the limitations of their resources and the accepted uh, um, uh, practices of the time into this uncharted territory.
0: God, it's so amazing to me. The the human brain is just fascinating to me. The way it twists and turns itself, the things that you can talk yourself into, just fascinate me.
7: Oh, absolutely. I, uh, um, uh, it's it's, uh, but in, in this case, absolutely terrifying. And uh, there was this um, this sense, this concern uh, that that a killer on the scale of Jack the Ripper uh, was loose in, uh, in America. The crimes happened to overlap with uh, the, the 50th anniversary of Jack the Ripper's crime, crimes in London. And a lot of the coverage uh, uh, drew, uh, drew attention to this. Again and again, it came back to the Ripper. One national headline said, Cleveland's torso killer slays in the same manner as Jack the Ripper. And as you can imagine... That only served to raise the volume, and make it uh, in a, a national story. God, I would imagine. They,
0: are they ever going to figure this out to maybe be able to see this coming, or are people being more honest about the psychological damage they've suffered? Because I'm um, back in the old days. If you know, I imagine 100 years ago or whatever, um, that if you suffered some psychological damage, treatment your parents, your father, your mother, whomever, uh, you didn't want to admit it. But now people are coming forward and saying, yeah, this it wasn't a great childhood or whatever. Is it getting better? Uh, because to me, the behavior in the streets right now is horrendous. And why we tolerate that, I just really don't understand. It, it's bizarre they're allowing people to act it, that way.
7: Yeah, no, you're, uh, you're absolutely right about that. And, and with this particular story, it's important to remember that it's taking place during the depth of the great depression right. so uh... people are people have it very hard uh... people are suffering all over a lot of people out of work a lot of people who've seen their livelihoods uh... disappear uh... and uh... in cleveland where this is uh... where this is taking place this is a city that's been hit as hard as anywhere uh... they had been an industrial powerhouse uh... in the twenties and the uh, the depression came sweeping in. A local journalist said it, it, it came rushing in like the roar in the in the in the ears of a drowning man.
8: Oh. And
7: the city is trying to get back on its on its feet. The mayor believes that the only way that the city can get back on its feet is to clamp down on crime, to wrestle control of the city away from the criminal element, and then this thing comes along. This. It is the impossible, uh, uh, seemingly um, uh, um, uh, 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 inexplicable killer.
0: That is so... Uh, the whole thing... Did they, did... Do police officers have a difficult? I guess they have to have a difficult time, knowing that, that's, uh, that that kind of thing is even going on out there. I mean, when I wake up in the morning at uh, you know four, four thirty, whatever, and I go, oh god, I got another couple of shows to do—a day, morning show and, a, and an afternoon show—and I got to do this. I never woke up and go, you know, I'm going to have to cut somebody in half today. <laughs> You know,
3: I. I how, well, you're going to retire soon. That'll free up a lot of time. That's for true that when I retire, I, yeah.
0: I start cutting people in <laughs> half. I think that'd be a, just a great idea, you know. But I, I just, I guess I do understand psychologically that if you're so damaged physically and psychologically by your own family or whatever causes this, I suppose you just can't, is there any reality? Sometimes, I mean, you, you just sit around and you go, God, is this even real? Well, if, for people like that, it's got to be that much harder.
7: I think this is a conversation that Elliot Ness himself would very much have liked to have, because we think of him as an old school tough guy. Right. You know, we, uh, our image of Robert Stack is that he's got a, a Tommy gun in his hands, but the real Elliot Ness uh, was more than that. Uh, he was a very forward thinking reformer, and I think he'd be interested in your comments because he was as much about crime prevention as he was about uh, about crime detect- detection. Yes, he was astonishingly brave, and his exploits were spectacular. But he was also very concerned about helping at-risk, what we would today call helping at-risk youth, and uh, putting into practice training and resources that would help the police do a better job of working uh, to prevent crime, to anticipate uh, uh, and and diffuse as uh, as to clamp down on it with the uh, with the methods of a previous generation. Eliot Ness was about reform. It, in real life, he rarely carried a gun. In fact, he once told a friend he didn't need it; that the empty holster was enough.
8: Ooh. Uh,
7: to me, that makes him a very brave man. <laughs> yes.
3: Do you think that this had anything to do with the mob's flex? Uh, obviously you've got a mayor saying we have to break the back of the mob, we've got to break the corruption. So do they send out one of their their thugs to start committing these crimes so that police are so tied up in trying to deal with that that they're leaving the mob alone, that they're they're not as focused on the you know, the real issues at hand because they seemingly have this murderer running through their town?
7: You know, that's, that's a terrifically uh, uh, interesting theory, and uh, I like it. But uh, but uh, with, where where Ness was concerned, uh, the equation here was clean up the city, get the city back on its feet. He once said that in any, in any city where corruption continues, it follows that some officials are playing ball with right. the underworld. And he said the, the dishonest public servant hiding behind a badge or political office, is more detestable than any street criminal or mob boss. That was work he understood. You know, he, he spent his time in Cleveland kicking down doors, closing gambling parlors, rousting crooked cops. Uh, and uh, uh, that wasn't all flashy and glamorous. Um, one reporter said of him that his approach to, cl- to crime was about as emotional as an accountant's approach to double entry booking. I was thinking about Elliot Ness. But when he looked back on his career, he believed that this this work cleaning up corruption was the most important work he'd ever done.
3: That's what I was thinking maybe that's why the mob would do something like this or you would, you know, this wave would come in that seemingly senseless crimes that would kind of cause chaos and panic. Again, maybe I'm just going into it with the Hollywood trope of of smoke and mirrors, but, you know, to suddenly have these kind of murders pop up and take time at the exact same time they've decided to break corruption seems very strange to me.
7: Yeah. Very unfortunate piece of timing. No question about it. So what can we do?
0: You know, the only problem that I have right now talking (laughs) is I watch the news every night and I watch, uh, there was a young man yesterday, I can't remember what city he was in, but he was in a very, not an upper end neighborhood, but a, you know, middle to upper end neighborhood. He was walking out of a gym, walking to his car, and three thugs pulled up, pulled a gun on him, tried to rob him. Uh, Luckily, he was able to to get away by elbowing one of them right in the chest and, and ran away. But what are we developing here as far as the criminal mind? Do you think people these days understand what the criminal mind even is? Uh, do they have any idea what they're allowing by this no-bail thing and all this? And I don't want to drag you into some political thing here, but I grew up around a lot of thugs. I grew up in the inner city. There were a lot of criminals. A matter of fact, the mafia was about a mile and a half away from my house, and then there the street thugs and all that. I've been around a lot of a lot of criminals in my life, and I don't think these people want to keep it up with the no bail and hey, let's be more understanding. Mm, that's going to be that's a bad idea. What do you think?
7: I think that's a point that's going to be debated. Uh, you know, as 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 long as there are laws uh, on the books. Yeah. Again, I think this is a this is a conversation that Ness would be very uh, very interested in. But I will say. Uh, In his case, uh, one of the many things uh, that I came to respect about him is, you see, in his efforts uh, to clean up crime uh, in Cleveland, where he'd been hired to do it, he didn't care much about politics. Uh, He had been brought in um, by a Republican mayor. But the county prosecutor uh, in Cleveland at that time was a very staunch Democrat. Mm -hmm. Ness didn't care. Uh, It was a political appointment. Both jobs were political appointments, but he forged a uh, partnership uh, with this guy and even crossed party lines to campaign for this guy, Mm -hmm. because he thought it was so important to have this guy in place, because he, Elliot Ness, was going to be able to arrest people, but it didn't count for anything unless this county prosecutor, a man named Frank Culleton, could put him away. Uh, He... It's often said of, uh, of Ness that he had no politics, that he, that he didn't care about such things, mm-hmm. but he managed to, make, to understand enough about the political situation in Cleveland to make it work for his advantage, and all he cared about was having people around him who were doing the jobs they were hired to do.
0: You know, what's so great about that is that I do a morning show in town, too, and I've been begging people for several weeks now on the morning show, could you just work together? I don't care if you're a Democrat, or Republican. I've been a Democrat. I've been a Republican. I'm kind of pretty much a centrist now, but I beg them, you need to work together to keep the people safe instead of you just making money off of your job here. I, I literally begged them to work Work. what Elliot Ness actually did. We need to work together. It'll be a much better better world if we do. There, you know, I know these politicians are not become billionaires like that. I still am amazed that politicians become billionaires in America. How we ever let that happen, I'll never understand. But that's a different interview. But in any case, I, I, do you think we can get to a point where, my God, we got to work together? Is it ever going to happen? Uh,
7: I... I certainly hope so, and yeah, I'm a big too. believer in that. Uh, you know that well-worn uh, phrase: uh, "Those who forget history are doomed to repeat it."
0: Yeah, no question. Do you think that people do understand what what a great man Elliot Ness was? I've been lucky because I, when I was a kid, Neville Brand played a great Al Capone. Is all I have to say on the old Untouchables <laughs> TV show. I loved him in that show, but uh, oh
7: my gosh! You know uh, uh, that. You know that. Neville Brandon, that's uh, an early episode of The Untouchables. You know, it, it was terrific uh, stuff, but that's the image we we have of, uh, of Ness as this uh, this tough guy on screen, whether it's Robert Stack or Kevin Costner. Right. And there's definitely some space between the screen image and the real-life uh, man. Uh, I'm always reminded that uh, that after he passed away, his widow would say, Uh, that she and her son sometimes got a chuckle out of watching the original Untouchables series (laughs) uh, because the on-screen tough guy was so unlike the man they knew. But that's not to take anything away from his astonishing bravery. Uh, The man had nerves of steel.
0: See, and that, to me, makes him a better person. You know, tough guys, I love tough guys, especially cops at at that level. You love the tough guy. But a guy who can use his toughness and his brain together, I'm very, very impressed with a
7: guy like that. Absolutely. There was uh, one night in, in Cleveland on his first days as public safety director where Ness got called into the scene of an armed standoff at a gambling club this is just outside the city. It's not even in his jurisdiction. And he just waded in. He pinned his gold badge onto his coat, and he walked forward with no gun, just betting that nobody in this club would have the brass to shoot him. I I can't (laughs) emphasize enough. Uh, He's not like the guy that you saw on screen. No, But in some ways, he was better. Uh, See,
0: that's exactly the point. I'm really glad you brought that up, because in my mind he's even better because of the way he was because everything look for some people it's the the answer is always a gun for some it's always their fists for some it's i'll just outsmart you if we could get people that come together and go why don't we why don't we cover all of these areas i think that would be i mean that's what elliot ness was to me I've, i've done a lot of reading about him over the years because i did love that series. i was only god i was a little boy when that series was out but I loved it so much. I did a lot of reading about uh, the Untouchables, about Elliot Ness, about the mayor. I can't remember the mayor's name at the time. God, I used to know all these things, but I guess time has passed. Yeah. But I, I just think Harold Burke. Yeah, there you go. I, 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 just think, do we? Did the people of Chicago? Did the people of Cleveland know what, what a gift they were given?
7: I think they 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 did, uh, but then as now, um, uh, fame was fleeting. Uh, with the uh, the story of the Untouchables taking down Al Capone, you know Ness understood that he himself was really a supporting player in that drama. He was part of a multi-pronged effort uh, that took down um, Al Capone. You can't blame the press for seizing on Elliot Ness and the Untouchables because. Uh, the the real work, as Ness himself was very quick to admit, um, of putting Capone behind bars was done by taxmen. Right. Uh, but at the center of this story, there's this young guy leading a team of uh, of agents as they're knocking down the doors of breweries. So who can blame them for focusing uh, on that part of the story? And it brought a lot of attention to Ness at the time, and he. He uh, it, more than once uh, tried to tamp that down. He said uh, the real work was done by the taxmen. Mm-hmm. We played our part, of course, um, but our job was more spectacular. That was all.
0: I think that's terrific. Then I know we on, I, I, we only have one more minute, but I, so I got to close with this one. In the movie Al Capone, Ben Gazzara, at the end, his brain addled by uh, by syphilis. Because he was Al Capone, yeah. sitting by the pool wearing a rainbow-colored <laughs> bathrobe, fishing in his own swimming pool. <laughs> so I don't think he was thinking too clearly, Daniel. That's all I have to
7: say. No, not at the, not at that point.
0: No. Daniel no. Stashower. Yes, sir. S-T-A-S-H-O-W-E-R. Daniel Stashower, ladies and gentlemen, American Demon Elliot Ness and the Hunt for America's Jack the Ripper. Any closing words, Dave?
3: No, amazing book. I, I've yeah. just finished it myself. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, pick it up and uh, and read it. There's an amazing piece of history that nobody in outside of Cleveland, I think, is familiar with, uh, especially yeah. C- yeah, now, maybe. contemporary. So this is a fascinating story. If you like true crime and you want interesting historical elements, this book is fantastic. Magnificent.
0: Daniel, thank you so well, much, Thank sir. you so much. Seth. I really appreciate it. Come back soon, sir. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great.
2: Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the
0: sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six?
2: I used my computer. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon.
0: So, why not bank with MyBanker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPellow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets... At its lowest price ever, these sheets are sixty percent off, coming in as low as thirty nine ninety nine with promo code TOM. I see. I love that uh, that whole thing. Uh, It just still amazes me. What happened to you that was so bad that you need to go out and sever body parts?
3: Makes you wonder what did they witness? Absolutely. That made them. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I don't know that I want to know. You know, sometimes you start thinking, I would like to get into the mind of these criminals to understand it, and then you're like, I don't know that I want to know that
4: piece of of why. We've been watching Blackbird. Oh,
3: I was just thinking that very thing.
0: And they
4: started talking, and usually they don't, because Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't think they know sometimes what makes people all twisted up. But um, this kid, when this guy... Who killed? I don't know. Twenty-seven women.
0: Twenty-seven women. Uh,
4: this yeah. isn't a true story, is it? Yes, it is. It's based on a true story. It's a
0: true story. Hate yes.
4: it. Jeez, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I hate that. Anyway, he. Um, Daniel, his dad uh, was a grave digger, and they'd go in after the body was, was buried insane. if they knew that there was anything in there. And the kid, he was a kid, like a kid, would have to dig a person. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. To take old. the rings out or whatever they. Yeah, one time he had him clip off a finger with a, with a uh, clipper thing kind of like a to get a, shears. To, to, Garden yeah, a gardening shears to get a ring off the guy's finger. This he couldn't have been more than 10, 12? Uh,
0: maybe not even adults.
4: So in the middle of the night, before he had to go to school in the morning, he had to like dig up some corpse and, and Steal his dad jewelry. was, hey, you know they're being these people are selfish. They're buried with things that could bring other people some, you know, happiness in the world. makes a good
3: point, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're putting this kid down. At least he had a job. He was out there earning his kids. out there, shoulder to he the know, That's, what, that's what
4: he was doing as a child.
3: Well, look at body thieving. I mean, that was that was accepted. I love the fact that you could go in and steal a body, but you had to leave everything else behind. Yeah. So they would literally strip the bodies of the clothes and jewelry and leave it in the coffin. And then they would just take the body because you could sell the cadavers. God. Like, <sighs> there was no protection over the body for the longest time. It was yeah. over the the objects that were inside the coffin. So, and what they would do is they would just dig up a small part by the head because everybody's like, "How do you dig up a full six foot long, six foot deep?" They would just dig up the one part because they'd break the top open, right? And then, then they take a meat hook in up. and, and oh. right through the shoulder and then just drag <laughs> them out of the coffins. Mm. Yeah. I wish you could have seen your face
0: last Humanity's night.
4: Humanity's fabulous. Yeah.
0: I really do wish you could have seen your face last night because there's a scene with this 810 year old kid. He's 8, nine, ten years old, something like that. He's in the grave. He cannot get the, the ring off the guy's finger. Dad throws the gardening shears down to him. He cuts the finger off and looks at it and starts this just psychotic laughing. Your face when he, that kid started laughing, I was like, "Holy!"
3: Probably were, the absurdity of it. You yeah. would just you you would have to laugh to not go insane, right? Well, this yep. guy went
4: insane.
3: Oh, <laughs> he was nuts. Well,
4: That's have you crazy. seen it yet? Because his voice is like this. No, he's a guy
3: like the weepy voice killer in yeah, Minnesota. In Minnesota,
0: did they ever find the weepy voice killer? I. I can't Cause remember. Because he called into KQ once, you know.
3: Oh, no, really? Yeah, after, because I was kept
0: talking Don't about talk, him. Don't
2: talk, just listen. listen.
5: That's exactly I did a whole crazy.
3: episode on that for True Crime Tuesday. Oh, that is the weirdest.
5: Yep, his name was Paul Stefani. So yes, they did that's find right, yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. It wasn't 50.
3: it his sister that turned him in or something? Somebody recognize,
5: recognized that. The KQ Don't listener. Cry,
6: just listen. Just listen. His
5: ex-wife, sister, and a woman who lived with him. They all turned him in? They all turned him in. They're
6: like, we figured this out. <laughs> hey, tickets. honey, I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> oh oh you
5: He got, he got uh, 58 years and then died not too long into it. Oh,
0: did he really? Yeah. yeah.
5: He had cancer.
0: Yeah, I just don't understand. how. Do, Andy, what do you think? How does your brain get to the point where you think it's okay to kill 27 <laughs> women?
5: Um, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that 90% of these serial killers are abused as children. No, there's no question. Is it even that low? I think it's yeah, about 98 probably higher, probably. actually.
3: I don't know. There are nights when I'm sitting at the dining room table and my kids and wife are chewing <laughs> with their mouths open, and I think I could take them all out, and who's going to really prosecute? They're I chewing thought... with their mouths open. <laughs> That's real nice. That's
0: we true. have Joe on the phone. Gross. Speaking of serial killers...
7: Thanks, Catherine. What? Not that I'm. Teasing. Oh, I
4: didn't say gross because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say gross because well, of the chewing so with their mouth like open. Least. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. There you have Just it. Just a Perfect misunderstanding.
8: <laughs> oh, by the way,
0: thanks for your text this morning. We're going to have Mick Sterling on. He was on this morning. And there we have another guy Nick Sauer. He was going to be on, but he's going to be on tomorrow. So Joe texts me Oh, Mick and Nick being interviewed by a prick. Oh, nice. Maybe you
4: could make a rap out of that.
0: <laughs> Very funny, That pal. was Doc. Oh, it was Doc? I thought it was you. It was Doc. Okay, never mind. It's his fault. What's looks happening? I feel like I took a great day to call in. All sorts of crazy going on here. There is all kinds of crazy going on. So what's happening with you, Pally?
3: Not much. Davey, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. i will be in, went through the shows. I'll be in your neck of the woods uh, in October. I'm going to be out at Lexington at Scarefest.
7: You little, a whole bunch of crazy people out there, too. Yeah. So, where is that?
3: Yeah, Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, Lexington, yeah. like like uh, in October. Uh, big paranormal and horror convention, and it's huge. Coming up on Halloween, is that what it is? It's close to Halloween. It's not on, I think it's like the tw- the weekend before. Oh,
7: yeah, that's it's the
3: good.
7: weekend before. I
3: think
7: it's the uh, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Yeah. We're going like to tr- yeah. try to come down the 20th to the
0: 24th. Very cool. One of my favorite things of all time, Catherine and I, uh, I got a new uh, co-worker at Capitol Records back in the old days, and a guy named Vito, okay? Vito had never been to a haunted house. He goes, I, I want to go to a haunted house with you guys. I've never been to one, and I want to go to a haunted house. Now, this is, what was he, about 45 years old at the Probably. time? Probably. We walk in. That was
4: the heyday of the haunted house. They were mm-hmm. everywhere.
6: When They were really scary, too. Yeah, and they, they could, They, they could yeah, they were grabbing, too. like. Yeah. Can't do that Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, they can't touch you anymore unless you sign a waiver.
0: Hilarious. The four of us walk, because he was with his girlfriend, Catherine and I were together. The four of us walk (laughs) in. We'll never forget this. The first ghost that jumps out, he leaps up into my arms like a baby. Like head. Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here.
4: I'm,
0: I'm carrying this grown man <laughs> in a haunted house. He's ter- remember how terrified he was?
4: Yes. God,
0: he was scared to death. I
4: remember talking my mom and dad into going to the one at the state fair. Oh, yeah. And my oh, God, mom, yeah. who I always thought was like a very brave human being, she's in there. She's like... <laughs>
3: <laughs> scary. Don't you love that stuff? I'm
4: like, come on, you gotta go.
3: Universal Studios has got that creepy Halloween walk. And I was oh, out there yeah. and they were putting us through, and it was so great because it was this mom and this clutch of kids, and they were like maybe ten-year-olds. And you could see that there was boys and girls in this little mixture. It was like a party or something, and they're going through in this one little kid. He is jumping and jiving and screaming and doing stuff. And when we walk out, the everybody's kind of freaked out. And he was in the back, so nobody was really paying as much attention. But as we walk out, he goes, that wasn't so bad. Oh, yeah. You guys were so jumpy. And yeah. I just started laughing. Yeah. And the mom turned around and looked at me, and I go, you need to have him check his pants. I <laughs> said this kid <laughs> was jumping out of his skin and, and the kid just hung his head real quick and everybody in the group burst out laughing. I felt bad for busting him, but to come out it was very I don't know, it was like a very Joe Pesci kind of you right.
4: know mm-hmm. yeah. through the whole thing and then, Yeah, it's not a bad yeah. deal. No. That seems so,
6: funny. I would wanna... not do well in a haunted house. Oh the Oh, great... you
4: wouldn't even go to the mini golf place, remember? I, there people... was that you you A haunted mini golf one. Hole was through the haunted house. Yep. Oh, you mean Fun City, fun City. Fun yeah, Family Fun, yeah. fun, yeah. fun, fun
6: City. Yeah. would not, she would no. not well, she go. She was also landed. like
5: six at the time. I'm so. still
6: not like Fawn really wanted to go to the haunted house at the State Fair, oh. and I was like, no.
5: It is so
3: bland. I will not yeah. do it. It is so bland. I know she would See, love
6: it, and she loves haunted house, and she I does, just, yeah. I don't love things jumping out at me. It's mm. not even like the spookiness or whatever; like yeah. that just bother me. I don't like being startled.
5: Yeah, me either. I startle.
6: Yeah. Very strongly. easily.
5: Thanks, Mom. Yeah. So, so if you want a house, go out to Butte,
3: Montana. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no. Not gonna. I would not
8: suggest <laughs>
6: that
3: for, for the uh, Bernard clan here to go there. That is uh the real-life underworld of uh, Stranger mm. Things.
5: See, I don't Uh-oh. like haunted houses because I don't get scared by them. But I feel like I should act like I'm getting scared, oh. so the performers don't feel bad. Yeah. So all the time oh. I'm like, oh, geez, don't, don't, don't come over here. But you're, if gonna you're, get me. If you're jumpy.
4: You just scream every time you jump, <laughs> and yeah. then it's more fun. I
5: love that Andy's the condescending <laughs> victim. <laughs> oh,
3: oh no, not oh, that.
4: Oh, Ooh, oh, good. oh so scary. Chainsaw Very scary. Guy. Yeah.
5: It's true. <laughs> it's like you know. It's like a you know when you pass by a street performer or whatever playing music. I mean, you have to like. At least pretend like you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs>
6: it's no, like you're with the right. Kids. That's nice nice you to do
5: Andy, actually. With yeah. the
6: kids, when we go through the haunted house at like the Halloween stuff that we go to, and we're always like, ha ha, that guy's chewing on a leg. That's so funny. <laughs> like, we try to make it like ha, ha. Yes. Well,
0: if you got three of them this year, we got to go three different haunted houses this year. That'll be fun.
4: Well, Fon's um, favorite ride at Disney World is the Haunted Mansion. She loves haunted stuff. She, she loves, loves
6: spooky stuff.
3: Have you gone through it when they do the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas?
4: What? No, How they change they it. That? They
3: change it in. Uh, what? Um, Right around, uh, it's either right around Halloween or right around Christmas.
5: We never go Book around turn it into. Book of Flights.
3: What? It's, it's so when? cool. Yeah, and all of the huh? ghosts inside and stuff. They, they have a lot of the, the originals, but then Jack Skellington and huh. Oogity Boogity and all those what? guys are in there. Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
6: We're looking Why don't at they just have that all the
5: time? Yeah. yeah. Where is that? It is interesting. Disney. Disney the realm. haunted oh, well.
6: mansion turns into
5: in the world or what? land, both. Oh, what? Huh? Yeah. And what time of the year is this? I can
3: It's either around Halloween or around Christmas. It's one of the. I two.
4: think it must be around Halloween
3: because we never we're never Christmas. there around Halloween. So, but I can't oh. remember which time I was closer to it. Let's see here. But they, maybe
4: it's all the way through.
3: Could be. No they they part of it's regular so that you get the classic haunted house and oh, then there's like okay. one or two months that they do it straight maybe it starts in October and goes through to Christmas oh.
5: so
0: hmm. um Andy, are you gonna take uh, Ethan out for his first Halloween?
8: Yeah
5: we have like a neighborhood little thing that they do. What's he gonna go as? A uh, pumpkin, of course. Yeah, known as a <laughs> pumpkin. Kind of like the easiest thing, thing because well,
6: you can I put it in a little Well, I was a pumpkin, Jammies. Melissa was a pumpkin. It's, you yeah, know, it's, it's tradition just, at this point. Yeah. Fawn was a ladybug and Sage was a caterpillar. As, mm. as long as you can have Did You watch some a bug's quill- life beforehand no those are like the emojis that i used for them when i was pregnant with them oh yeah that's like how i referred to them when i was pregnant so I figured oh tire
5: carver says the nightmare before christmas thing is the california one only Dang it. really we're going to california and it is yeah. for halloween apparently i thought you didn't want to go to halloween stuff
6: too no, long of i a said plate. i don't like haunted, haunted houses, houses. i mean I, haunted I like houses. the ride at disney world
8: yeah, yeah. I love not that. Really jumping, but yeah. not. No, you. I don't
6: like walking through where things are like in your face, and like, yeah, you can't no, do it that makes anymore, me can feel can. like I'm they, gonna have a heart attack. Oh yeah, the they can't touch like, you, but they, they can, can, touch can you, okay. jump out. There are out some you
3: know. have to sign waivers for that like like are a
6: soap factory yeah. or whatever.
3: And here. some of them are like three soap hour factory. experiences. Oh. See? Like you have to sign in, and you're just like there too much. Yeah, too much. The
4: last last couple we were at with the little kids, they say you know they holler in front, you know. Kids, little kids, and then they don't or, jump out at you. Right? Oh, One of them, there's somebody idea. with
6: a flashlight in front of yeah, you, and they like really flash the right yeah. through, light through, and then they don't jump out. They just sit there. And, and the like, real scary look at the people ground. kind of
4: go mm-hmm. into a corner. Yeah. And leave, so oh yeah. Here we kids go. Don't Not me. So Disneyland's
5: <laughs> Haunted Mansion Holiday started on September 2nd, oh, and it goes until Halloween. Oh. September 2nd, it goes for two months. It's, it's yeah, it's before Halloween. So oh. once Halloween hits, they undo it. There you go. Well, but not Disney in World do that? I don't know. It's That's a shorter strange. flight. Strange. <laughs> you would think that they would, but apparently it's a Disneyland thing. It's a much huh. shorter. I
3: could have sworn it was at both, but.
5: Well, the Disney World ride does have Nightmare Before Christmas things in it, but you have to know where to look. Oh, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I want to go to Jack Disney. Skellington is apparently still in there somewhere.
8: Hmm.
5: Yeah. Let's see here.
8: Maybe he I've always wanted to go to the the Disney tombs. World
6: around Halloween because they have like the a big pumpkin festival mm. and the whole thing's decorated. A couple more years
0: we'll go down and stay down there for five months. What do you think? Yeah, we'll right. just live at Disney World. Yeah, we'll live at Disney
3: World for we'll five a, months.
4: And we'll get you get should be able to
3: get Disney through World. about a dozen rides in that five months. I would think yeah. so. I, mean, we can I know. Certainly
8: there is,
4: there is some.
3: dollars I can guarantee
4: There's you know some that. sort of a community that is on the Disney property in Florida and you can buy a house in there and it includes something like free passes and and rides or like yeah, it cult. sounds
3: very cult-like to me catherine no
4: i mean C. it's like super expensive
3: it's not Columbia, but it starts with a C.
4: I don't know. I never C- had C- heard C- about this. C- Celebration C- City. starts with a C. Celebration, Celebration City. Celebration City. That's what oh, it is. Oh, that does yep. sound a little doesn't <laughs> <Very it>? culty, doesn't Very
3: culty. Welcome to Celebration City, Tom <laughs> and Catherine. You're
4: going to be so happy yeah. here. Here, true. have
0: some
3: Kool-Aid. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
0: I did love it Here's yesterday. Here's our leader. <laughs> we we had, and had dinner with Dan and Alex and the kids last night, and I mentioned Halloween to Alex. I thought she was going to jump out of her seat. Or too, uh, too funny, I mean. I was like, what? Yeah.
6: What did I do? No, too <laughs> funny. I
0: she really she got really excited. You know, Jeez. Halloween's only six weeks away. She's like, oh, oh, my
6: God. She's decided well, she's going to be Wednesday Adams, and that was like two months ago. She's awesome. just You were like, Wednesday. Really, she days. I was Wednesday Addams twice. So she watched the Adams Family movie a couple months ago, and I had um, – book club that night Mm -hmm. and she went up to her room and dressed as close as she could in Wednesday Adams gear I had to give her two braids and she kept on talking to me hello mother like this and then she set up a welcome station for my book club because they were coming to our house and she had a thing of slime and made a sign and it was like you can touch the slime once Nice. <laughs> so all these women okay. came in. I was like, "Yeah, this is my daughter pretending to be Wednesday Adams. I don't know no, which which
3: Adams family movie did she watch?
6: She watched the newest one, the cartoon, the one? weird cartoon. The cartoon one. was yeah.
3: great. The second one yeah. sucked. Uh, but I love those Raúl Julia Adams yeah. family yeah, movies. Yeah, it those was like great. it
6: was like the Adams Family Vacation, the latest one. Yeah, I don't know. She is six and doesn't care. Yeah. but I'm like, you need to see the actual.
3: Da, da, like da, da,
0: the da. one
6: with Christina Ricci. Yes. Yeah.
0: Christina Ricci. That's
6: the one that well, the I. The original, love.
3: the TV series was great.
6: And the TV yeah, series. I love yeah.
3: the dog. T- that came the out the same series. time as Munsters. What a the pairing, Munsters.
6: huh? I know, yeah.
0: That's exactly right. And I loved both of those shows, by the way. Just loved them.
3: I'm surprised nobody has crossed them over yet into a special.
0: Have the Adams family move in with the with the or monsters. next door to the monsters or next door to right. the monsters?
3: Yeah, which oh, one's going to think the other one's weirder? Though is the funny part, right?
0: The greatest part of it is, and I don't know who came up with it, but it's brilliant. The scary Frankenstein monster laughs like hur, hur, hur.
5: that's hilarious. <laughs> I know well, the monsters yeah. were always yeah, yeah. more like I don't well, know. They were both silly, but the yeah. Adams family was like. Silly in a very morbid way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas the I monsters was just like basically like, like you know a bunch same. of clowns yeah. dressed up as Halloween characters. Well, yeah, I mean, Herman tried out for the L. A. Dodgers baseball team. Mm-hmm. That's right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yogi Berra. Who Yogi else was in there? Who was the the, who was the coach at the Leo time? Leo DeRocher. Yeah, Leo DeRocher was in Leo, it. Yeah. There was a lot of cool little weird moment episodes oh, that popped oh, in. Phenomenal. I guess uh, Rob Zombie's got the new Munsters movie.
5: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he's
0: ruined everything he's ever done. I
3: agree. His and the commercial they showed for it, the not trailer? Not twisted Metal 3. Horrible.
0: It looks terrible, yes, I bet. it looks horrible. Yeah, his movies are
3: dreadful. So is he going to make it like edgy and scary? Uh, he made it look like it was comedic because they showed huh. the scene of, of uh, Herman walking through the door and... They reproduce, but I don't know if that's just campy for fun reproduced, but it's it's a prequel showing how Lily and Herman got together. Oh okay, and huh uh, Grandpa's got like a weird handlebar mustache, and it
0: really yeah, See, no no no, yeah. don't mess with grandpa yeah don't well, the, mess stay with that, on that show lot. is great
3: because of those two characters.
2: Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not.
0: Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest?
1: Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured to no fault of their own
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. My favorite part of that show is they had a very beautiful niece that moved in with them. Marilyn, yeah. Marilyn, and all oh, they ever man. did was tell the neighbors, "Don't even look at her. We know she's hideous." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that September twenty seventh. It's coming out on Netflix. Yeah. Twenty so...
0: seventh September. Give it a watch. See what you, you think. Go. No, don't days. save yourself
3: some time. That just looks bad. Watch a trailer for it.
0: Why would he? Why <laughs> do they keep,
5: keep making movies? I don't get it. Just stop making movies, please. Why, why let, let him the make Let the media die. That's the I'm issue. Saying. Yeah.
3: Well, they've tried to reboot the monsters like five times on oh, TV. Yeah. Yes. Was,
8: yeah.
3: Um, they did a show called Mockingbird Lane, where
5: oh, yeah. the monsters no, were 13. very
3: human-looking. Um, it was Jerry O'Connell played Herman and Portia de Rossi was Lily. And, oh yeah. But you know what's cool is go on YouTube. This will put you down a weird rabbit hole. Watch the original pilot for the monsters. They had a different kid that played. Eddie yeah they did and yep. a different actress playing Lily yep and the kid that played Eddie was horrible terrible I mean horrible yeah. his name was happy something in real life yeah happy <laughs> Gilmore I don't know it was crazy but it's you understand why they made that change on the show
0: yeah he because butch Patrick is great
3: yeah
6: isn't uh what's his face
8: mm-hmm.
6: the yes, guy that did definitely. Nightmare Before Christmas uh, Tim, Tim Burton. Burton Tim Burton isn't he doing a
8: Monsters Reboot? No, oh, Wednesday. Doing Wednesday.
6: That's what it is. Yeah, 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 he has
3: the new series on Netflix. I think it's called Wednesday. I oh.
6: want to see that. Yeah. Is it out? Uh,
3: I don't know if it came out yet, or I think it's coming out. If it Coming around Halloween. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's supposed <laughs> to be a series is through uh, his lens, so it'll be interesting. To, yeah, at I'm least Tim Burton has that. an interesting eye. He doesn't always hit a home run. Right. Uh, when he does, they're great, but then you get... Sleepy Hollow, which should have been great, and sucked.
6: Yeah. I remember seeing that when I was a
5: kid and just finding it very boring.
6: Yeah,
3: right. it, boring. yeah it was
6: really that was boring. But well, when you
3: take Johnny. Ichabod Crane, yeah, and make him Johnny Depp, and instead of being the gangly reluctant hero, he becomes basically Sherlock Holmes. It just kind of yeah. takes away yeah. the yeah. fun of the movie, you know? Yeah,
6: it was weird. Yeah, I own that movie, and I'm always like, why do I still have this?
3: I think Jeff Goldblum played Ichabod Crane in it, made for TV movie. Did he really? Yeah. Any so, good? I I. I, I But I'm looking at it through the lens of like a 10 year old, if I remember it from when I was a kid. But
5: that's cool because that's who it's for. Yeah. Wednesday is just coming up this year, it says, so we don't know yet. I thought Alex had the date. No.
6: No. I said probably around Halloween.
5: The date's not out. I could have sworn they said the (laughs) release
3: date was September or October. Yeah, I already
0: thought the same thing that they did say the release date.
6: I have to go get Sage from school.
0: You do?
5: Yep. Well, okay then.
0: Well, good. I'll go return the phone call. The three of you talk, and then we'll, I'll be right back. I'll walk her down to the. Looking and
5: is like Joe that? still
0: there? Out yeah. the yeah, here. Hey, Joe. Welcome yeah, to the show. Hi, Mr. Dunny. I'll be right back. Where are
3: you going? Today, we're about halfway through the season of the show. Yeah, we're on episode four. We just uh, passed episode five coming up. Uh, so there's four episodes left of Ghosts of Devil's Perch on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus on Sundays. And, uh, yeah, this is where it starts getting, you know, kind of off the rails. A lot of very bizarre activity taking place. So I'm excited to see how the rest of the season plays out.
7: Starts to get off the rails? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Well,
3: I mean, it's been weird up to this point, but just with the type of activity, I mean, the city hall called us in because they were having paranormal activity. Really? Yeah, so we had our ghostbusters moment. Uh you know, getting to go to actual city hall to deal with the supernatural. So it's kind of cool. I, you know, it, 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 again, did I don't know have, what it looks like till it airs. Did they have a jail there or something? Uh, they did. And they hung people on the property. Ew. hmm mm. So. All right. Yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty compelling in that you have people working in that building, like the mayor who called us in is in that building. And then people started having weird experiences. So they're like, you need to get in here and take care of the city hall. This is the heart of the town. Yeah, What are we going to do? And we have a very strange uh, set of issues pop up there. And then this week we're at the Dumas Brothel, which was really one of my favorite I think locations of the entire series. It's crazy haunted and just bizarre.
7: Of course, it's the brothel.
3: Yeah. Well, what was
4: go- a- Why are people dying in a brothel?
3: Uh, there well, you go. That that's their main reason. Yeah, it, there was a lot of death. They did, men. I don't know if you know this. Men historically did not treat hookers well, especially well, I that, But I so, know they were
4: killing them. Yeah, they were. If they oh. didn't like things. Oh.
3: Yeah. So there was. And uh, one of the stories that we talk about is this woman who, uh, kind of being a Samaritan, one of her neighboring girls uh, who was pregnant, the guy decided he didn't want to pay and when she was kind of confronting him about it. He whipped out a knife, and this girl kind of stood in front to stop and try to calm it down, and he killed her. Oh. Then her mother comes, her mother-in-law comes, and she goes, "Yep, yeah, you deserve it. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, so this is real fun. People and stories. It's just mm-hmm. twisted, but that's this upcoming episode of uh, Ghosts of Devil's Perch on Travel Channel on Sunday. So, I don't know. You've had a chance to watch it. What do you think? You enjoying it so far? Like I said, you you're twisted yet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a bizarre town. The whole place is, is built it is. on blood. Yeah, mining, prostitution, gambling, every vice was just frontier kind of towns there.
5: are always like, yeah, you know, everyone was a piece of crap, yeah.
7: Well, but that but one, of, the part about the train that was kind of interesting. That uh, Cindy and Kate, uh, Katie were walking along the uh bike path, but it was actually a train track,
3: yeah, yeah, it was very cool, yeah. it's a, It's a weird series, and there's another one coming up that's a family that we go to help and this little kid uh had some creepy experiences like i mean this kid's like i think he's like nine or ten mm-hmm. and the stuff he's describing is terrifying really yeah
5: red room that sort of thing yes Poor <laughs> kid.
3: yeah it's always the kids yep well I, you know kids are kind of open to that but uh yeah and, and then if people like the show uh, ghost ghost devil's perch every tuesday night i do a live um kind of recap of the previous episode and then I show a sneak peek of next week's episode and I do that on my YouTube channel and talk about it and have guests on the chat about the show so that's been going pretty well too people seem to like the insides and cause there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make an episode we film 5 days a week yeah. 12 to 15 hours a day oh, and God. only 42 minutes of it makes it to air oh.
4: Yeah. oh okay
3: so there's a lot of stuff that we just don't get a chance to show but thanks Art as always show, Joe for that helping that me promote episode. the program <laughs> What's that? Said thanks as always for helping me promote the program. Always, yeah. And what I was crazy
7: though. We watched this last episode. I thought you're out of your bloody mind walking over that bridge.
3: Yeah, that's a scariest thing. We had to walk over the train trestle, and we were like twenty thousand feet near. <laughs> See, oh. It's just. Yeah, it's spooky, and it's, it gives you that vibe from the movie Stand by Me. Like you, we're running along that thing at one point. And you're like, boy, if you were on this track and a train came, you are screwed. Nowhere to go. No, nowhere but I down. I looked at
7: the dude, said, "You got a shirt to shoot to gimme." Yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. Well, I will see you at uh, Scarefest. Make sure you come visit me, and we'll uh, we'll have a, a, a iced tea together.
0: An yeah, iced sure. tea, yes, absolutely.
3: I remember my buddy. We need to have an iced tea together.
0: That sounds good. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. All right, have a good one, y'all. You too. Bye. Later. Jimmy Kimmel is taking a fair amount of flack online uh, today. No, oh, yesterday, excuse me. Hi. Over a jokey stunt he pulled at Monday night's uh, Emmy Awards, he and Will Arnett presented the award for Best Writing in a Comedy Series. Except Kimmel pretended to be drunk over losing his own uh, losing his own category. Per Forbes. Uh, Arnett literally dragged Kimmel on stage where he remained prone. The problem is that Kimmel kept the bit going as winner Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary, accepted her award and gave her, gave her speech. And critics say he ruined her moment. Jimmy, get up. I won, Brunson said to laughter upon re- reaching the stage. Kimmel gave her a thumbs up but didn't otherwise budge. Why, why do these people who are not funny have to do things like I've never thought Jimmy Kimmel's funny in the least. I don't get it. Oh, he, was
4: he a presenter? What was he? I didn't yeah, watch any of the Emmys
3: yeah. whatsoever. I, Jimmy Kimmel's okay to me. You know, he's always just, I, I always think he's kind of a, a genuine guy, but he's also, he's that snark thing. He kind of came in, in the yeah. when snark was the comedic tang. And uh, I just, he's all right.
0: <laughs> I listen to these comments. This is uh, this is the world now. Right. Okay, so he did that, and they felt that he upstaged her. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I understand she should have had her moment and all the rest of it, but Ms. Brunson apparently is b- a black woman because they had to comment, and I quote, white men really are insufferable. <laughs> so how is it okay in your mind to condemn an entire category of people based on their skin color when it's never, ever been a good thing to do?
3: Maybe they were. Going, she was going for the ironic yes, bit it of it, trying to be, be funny. I, I'm no, going to no, go no. with irony. I don't want to believe that people just... Go with that. Listen, here you go. And I let's face it, white men are kind of insufferable.
4: Especially well, in this room. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go.
3: Andy, I can't believe she talks about you and Tom like that, Andy. That's horrible. Here's another tweet.
0: Yes. I don't know of a better example of invasive white male privilege than Jimmy Kimmel laying in the middle of Quinta Brunson's oh, Emmy's 2022 Jesus. speech. Uh, it's a metaphor for what it means to be a woman of color in a white man's world. I, Why are you
5: reading the thoughts of 60 IQ morons?
4: Well, that's what I'm well, saying. there you go. Like, for real.
0: Because that's this true. is what digital is doing to our world.
5: It's destroying the world, and we got to do something about not it. if
4: you're not reading the comments. That's if everyone started
5: <laughs> ignoring these people, they would functionally cease I, to exist. Like I said,
4: I, I posted a picture of a tree that was changing color, <laughs> and I said, it's happening, you know? Just a little, sure. just a little picture of a tree, yeah. changing color. White privilege
3: woman and her. I don't know. It turned, in, it turned seasons. Seasons. Yes. into an
4: entire thing about how global warming is destroying the trees, <laughs> and if the city could uh-huh. just it's do September. this or that. And then it was a fight between deep root watering and regular watering. And oh my God, about seventy comments down. I think Catherine was just trying to point out the tree color you know, the tree leaves are changing. That's all. And I'm like, Hey, somebody finally got (laughs) got the whole point. They
3: were going they thought you were much deeper than that. It is just incredible. She's so right.
4: Yeah, you you can't you can't put you can't uh, post a picture of a rock without people starting to argue about it. So whatever.
0: But, But see in here to Andy to your question. The problem I have is not that those people post those things on Twitter. It's the fact that people like Newser put it in the newspaper.
4: Well, We don't need that news
0: in the newspaper. Well, that's well, the only yeah. thing
4: people will, will click on. Yep, it's exactly. I want to be
3: offended today. What, mm-hmm. what if somebody's doing? But it, it, let's face it. When somebody's going up, no matter what color they are, you do your little bit at the beginning because uh, you're agreed. trying to be funny. Then just stop. Let them have not... their moment.
0: It's not a race issue in right. any no, way, no, no, shape, no. or form. No, no, it's
3: just an idiocy issue. It is. Yeah, Absolutely. it's a, it's yep. not having common sense.
4: Oh, yeah, I obviously thought he was being funny.
3: Because but... obviously, if it was a race issue, Will Smith wouldn't have smacked right Chris Rock in the face. Right. It was about disrespect Absolutely. overall, not a race issue. I agree. And this is the same thing: just stupidity and disrespect in a moment.
0: I just really wish we could get off of this wagon where all this whole group of people are evil because of their skin color. That's never been a good thing. Why is it now? Makes no sense. And what I would say about that is I don't care for me personally, but I have a son who's a white man, so shut the hell up about that action. Right?
3: We were going to talk to you about that, Tom.
0: I'm serious. (laughs) Don't talk about white men all grouped together. I have a son who's a white guy. He's a great guy. Leave him alone. Right.
3: I don't know how I should feel about that. He only points out the great guy's son, not his Mm. pal Dave. (laughs) Raises money for charity, does good things for people. Uh, My son's a white guy, and he's all right. Schrader, not so much. Not so much. He's he's
0: okay, I guess.
4: (laughs) So, was the queen laid to rest finally today? No,
3: four more days. That happens when I arrive in Scotland. (laughs) Our first day that we're supposed to do something, everything's been canceled because they're laying her to rest so nothing's open.
4: There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. And four more okay. days. Day.
3: So I'm hoping we'll hit a pub and have a drink or two. Do you know where and you're Her going Honor. to be in Scotland? All over. So you're going to go Literally. to Turnsbury? We're all starting yeah, we're starting in Turnberry. Edinburgh and then just moving all over. We're going to hit uh, Inverness and oh, yeah, all, the, all the cool places. Are yeah, you going gonna...
4: to the crazy wild North Shore? What's that called? Hebrides? No. Is that it? The
8: Hebrides. I can't the remember.
3: Hebrides? So, because between that and Ireland... In any European town, they all sound like made up names that what somebody pinned together. Especially the further it's away. Buttonbrook Hollow Farm, mm-hmm. yes. Ville. Ville, Shire. What the hell?
4: Did you hear, um, you know, this whole I'm not returning to the office movement? Yeah. Nobody wants to go back yes, to work. Right. They're saying that what's going to end up happening is they're going to outsource all those jobs to yes, yeah. they are. other countries. Yep, because they're saying. People are on their Zoom calls. They're clearly, you yep. know, at the nail yep. salon.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: They're clearly, you know, out to lunch. They're clearly with their kids at the playground. That's
5: the thing. It's like the remote working is a great thing, but people ruined it because they can't be trusted.
4: And I guess, yeah, if you are if you don't have to come into the office, then why not hire somebody who's going to work for half the price?
5: Yep.
0: That's exactly it. And they're so doing it to themselves. I don't know
4: if, they're, this is a good, if this is a good uh, hill to die on. Yeah, but
3: here's the other point. I now, as a business owner, don't have to cover the cost of this massive building or all these phone lines and all of these computers. You've already got it set up at home, so instead of outsourcing it to save money, I'm already kind of saving money if I just downsize to to a smaller location. You can save even more money.
4: Usually the company is giving you the computers and everything to work at home, aren't they? Well, Well, if
5: you own the company, he's saying?
3: For my wife, they did send computers and Mm -hmm. a desk and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah,
5: but, Gee, The Q never did that
0: for me. I
3: speaking like, of which, if you're looking to refinance your home or buy a new home, just reach out to Cassie Schrader. She'll help you through there Rocket you Mortgage. I'm probably not supposed to do that. There's a lot of laws, I guess, involved. Yeah, in... you
4: might have just broken. I don't know. How um, many laws? But you know what? It's go she did. Now.
3: So I'm okay, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I suppose that's true. Yeah. That's true. She can't say it, but
4: I can. There you go.
0: And we are back with stretches Picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? is expensive enough. It's yeah. finally happening to one of the worst people I have ever met in my entire life. <laughs> oh, no. What is? It finally is happening.
4: Mr. What? Optimist. Global warming?
0: <laughs> An, uh, a, a biographer said, do not read my book. He's a really bad guy. What? You know who he wrote the book about? And I agree, he's a terrible human being.
3: Um... Mahatma Gandhi. There's a lot of you terrible <laughs> human beings. Well, yeah, there
0: are. You'd never be able to guess. Who? Brett Favre. Uh, really? Oh, Brett Favre's a terrible I can think of a lot person. worse people than Brett oh, Favre. Oh, you've never had contact with him. He's a raging jerk. Hey. Uh, remarks came after text emerged showing ex-quarterback knew more on illegal welfare payments, and he claimed this is a man who's worth a couple of hundred million bucks. Would you Probably. look and see how much he's worth, Andy? he's worth a couple hundred million dollars, and he's taking illegal welfare payments and pocketing the money. Oh, I remember welfare, that. Yeah. What a, well, here, yeah. you know,
3: here's what, what happened. Let's talk about the honesty of this now. He was hired to do some speeches, right. to do some talks, but the, the public uh, company or the, the government that hired him were taking money from welfare deals to pay him. Yes. He can't choose where the man, money came from. They just hired him. And then oh. he took the money, but then never did the talks. That part, yeah, that's douchey. Mm. But they want him to uh, repay, which he did, but then they wanted interest on what he did um, because he had the money for so long they asked for, like, an additional $265,000 in interest. And he's like, no, I'm not paying you interest. And so that part I get. But it's, you know, I don't – how do you know, oh, hey, Brett, we're going we're gonna to hire you and we're going to reappropriate money from welfare to pay yeah. you? To me, that that didn't no. Really?
0: According to this article, he knew it was wow, illegal.
3: that's douchey. I mean, that's how. That's
0: terrible. Well, how do
4: you get welfare money to pay Brett Brett Favre money to do something? Well, it's for just you. coming
3: from the the government. That like local town wanted to hire him to do some talks. It was in Georgia, right?
0: Oh, uh, yes. yeah, so yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So
3: Louisiana, Louisiana. Yeah. So they, you know, because he's from that area, they wanted to hire him. So they had all this money. Well, they didn't have money in their coffers, so they just robbed from one section to use to pay him.
4: Well, that sounds like the city should. Workers or should go down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah more than anybody.
3: Well, yeah. Listen to this though. Uh, Tom's de- he's going to make this guy. A no, bad no, no, no. I'm
0: just reading. He's a horrible person. Okay. The text <laughs> came to light after they entered Monday into uh, into the state's uh, continuing civil complaint regarding the scandal. New uh, apparently that's one of the people pleaded guilty in April to state charges of misusing state funds. Neither Bryant nor Favre have been charged with the crime, and the civil case in which the state is seeking to claim. $24 million. That's a lot of money. What was
5: he t- For speaking? $24 million. Well, was like million. a
3: series of talks. He was supposed oh, to do two a or, series. or three. Well, I've hey. been
5: doing a series of talks for the past 10 years. Where's my $25 million? Yeah. Oh, well, win a, a, win a
3: couple of Super Bowls and we'll talk, Andy. I'll yeah. get you booked for 10% of whatever I get you booked for. Yeah.
5: I keep trying, but they won't let me on the team. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he
0: did pay no, back the. No.
5: Just one give block. me a shot. I can give do me it. a shot.
0: He did pay back the 1.1 million, but he will not pay the 228 thousand dollars in interest. Yeah. What did you find out? How much is he worth, Andy?
5: About 100 million.
0: 100 million bucks. What do you need to do this but,
3: for? But Andy, look up David Schrader what? and see how much I'm
5: worth. <laughs> oh, was it going to say like 10 million dollars? Oh no,
3: I think I'm pretty close to Brett Favre. I think I'm about 50 million is what it, what online 50 says. 50 million. I don't believe it. You can't, can't really it. trust.
5: <laughs> well, this site says 250k. This site says six million. So yeah. uh, it's a, so somewhere a between somewhere 0 and 6 million <laughs> a little closer to the 0 I would say. Uh.
0: <laughs> For some reason, they always put the figure $2 million next to mine. Always. It always says $2 million. Oh,
3: I don't know why they get there. I'm at almost $6 million. know, oh. oh, God, I'm falling apart Jeez. at the seams here. A crazy-ass deal. It's well, that's fair. just some
4: somebody who's writing these stupid bios just has to make something up. They don't yeah. know.
3: It's crazy. Yeah. But to ascri- I'm a podcaster on a reality TV show, and they've got me at $6 million. You'd have to do that. It's like if I collected every penny I've ever earned to this point in my life, that I that might be at that. I've never experience. spent any of it. Yeah, yeah. If are conduct, you know, overall, Dave Schrader's probably earned six million in fifty-five years. Okay, probably that's probably true. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. I've spent it all on children, but I've,
4: <laughs> I.
5: Don't know. I lesson,
4: lessons to be learned there. Oh, God.
5: Children <laughs> have children. You know the lesson. Children qualify as capital until they're eighteen. Oh God. I suppose that's probably true.
3: Well, they can go longer if they're in college, too. That's they're, they're true. capital for you at that point. Oh, yeah. That's right. You
4: can, so you keep you can get that, them off. what is it now, up to 2100
3: Yeah, up to <laughs> 25 years
5: old, I think now. <laughs>
4: Which is hilarious. $2,000. doesn't feed a kid. Functionally nothing, doesn't even yeah. feed a kid through the for year. For a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no house. way.
5: Oh, God, I ate so much when I was a teenager.
4: Oh, God. Ridiculous Did you ever, amounts of food. I used to have to put Post-it notes, do not eat, so I'd have ingredients mm-hmm. to make dinner. He'd eat ingredients. Randy
0: ate ingredients. That's
3: <laughs> Winnie goes, uh, Cassie goes and buys, uh, sorry folks, I, they call her Cassie. I call my wife Winnie. Her name is Winifred, so that's just it. So I, uh, I trip up when we're doing this. That's but okay. She, uh, we
4: know her by both. She mm-hmm. gets
3: mad when she puts um, her snacks down because she has to get gluten-free snacks and everything yep. the kids eat them. Oh, but yeah. she gets all these gluten-free snacks that are extremely good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have a massive closet. Just put them in your closet. Well, why should I? Because kids keep eating them. Yeah. But they shouldn't. But they do. So put them in but your closet. But they will.
4: <laughs> I remember I used to, I, I I had a thing for mint Milano cookies. Yes, you did. I ate a lot of mint Milano cookies.
3: Were you shame eating in the closet, No, I would, I
4: would just have like two or three a night. That was just kind of my little end of the day yeah, I remember treat. That. And the kids would start eating them all. And I'd be like, you know. There's like a couple of crumbs in the bottom of the thing. I'm at least throw the bag away so I know I need to buy some more. Yeah. So one Mother's Day <laughs> I opened up this very nice box with roses all over it and inside is a bag of mint Milano's. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> So I'm at least they know they're wrong yeah, eating so all my mint be. Milanos. Yeah.
0: I gotta uh can you believe Mike Lindell? I mean, honestly, this guy, what a life he's got. Did you hear what happened to him? Mm, no. Mike Lindell, and I can't remember, Let me. maybe it says what town he was in, because he was not in Minneapolis, he was somewhere else, but I can't see where he was. Maybe it says it in the story somewhere. But uh, Mike Lindell, MyPillow CEO, says he was questioned regarding voting system issue. He was in the drive-thru at Hardee's and was surrounded by the FBI. <laughs> what? <laughs> Only Mike Lindell. The FBI surrounded him in the drive-thru at Hardee's. <laughs>
4: <laughs> why?
0: Apparently they want to know about this whole voting system issue thing and his beliefs about voting. Yeah, why I do you have
5: a... to surround someone with the FBI to do <laughs> that? They
0: seized his phone, too. So,
5: mm. But I have
0: a question for you about this. Probably not good. I still don't understand this. If he wants to spend his money trying to prove that
5: the, the election was fixed, why do you care? Yeah, that's the, the overreaction to it is more suspicious than anything, that's, to be honest.
0: That's the problem. Look, I don't know if it was fixed. I think all elections are fixed and always have been, to tell you the truth. And
4: most sports games.
0: I <laughs> <And, laughs> wouldn't doubt that either. Well, I have said well, that for years. I, look, Mike Lindell spent a lot of his own money on trying to prove this is true. I don't know if the people believe him. If they don't believe him, I don't know anything about the election. I don't like anybody involved in it, so it doesn't really matter. The person I voted for didn't win, and that would have been the Hawaiian woman. I forget her name once in a while. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard, yeah, there you go. She's Hawaiian. Yeah, she's Hawaiian. But <laughs> my pillow chief executive Mike Lindell said Tuesday that federal agents seized his cell phone and questioned him about a Colorado clerk who has been charged in what uh, uh, prosecutors say was a deceptive scheme to breach voting system technology used across the country. Lindell was approached in the drive-thru of a Hardee's fast food restaurant. In oh, he's in Mankato on top of it. Yep. By several FBI agents. He said on his podcast, The Lindale Report, the agents questioned him about uh, Dominion voting systems. Well, so they go on and on about stuff you already know about, but he said the, the Hardys in Mangetta get surrounded by the uh, Ephraim Zimblis Jr. surrounds them. I, Why do people care so much that he thinks the election was fixed? So what?
4: Well, I don't know. We live in a world where, you know, What's her face is in jail for sex trafficking, and not one person has been given up, which is Zane, or what, whatever her oh, name is. Or Jolene Maxwell. Jolene yeah. Maxwell. I mean, the FBI doesn't, I don't know what they do anymore. What do they do? Not a lot.
0: I don't know what the hell's going on. But again, look, I'm not saying what he's doing is right. I'm not saying what he's doing is wrong. What I'm saying is, if he wants to spend his own money trying to prove something, why do you care?
5: Yeah, for real.
0: It doesn't make any sense. Well, would, be that, here, here's what I would up.
3: guess. I don't know this guy. Yeah, I know you You knew him and, and have worked with him. Oh, he's a friend of mine, there's right. no question. Uh, but maybe there were some emails sent that there are flag words in emails. Yeah. Uh... And that can trigger FBI checkpoints. Um, so that's all I'm saying is, you know, I don't know. And he it might just be like you're, you're talking to your buddy and like, man, I'd blow this place up. And you're just kind of venting. and, and But if you put it in paper and send it electronically... Something like that can be taken out of context, and if the FBI or whoever's investigating it, they could certainly look into it. I don't. I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying right, FBI. Right. They're probably involved for what might might seem like stupid reasons to you and I, but maybe something that none of us know is going on I, in the maybe, background. Maybe yeah.
0: that's what it is because I don't have any knowledge of any well, of that my, kind of
3: stuff. my friend Chris Fleming, just uh, somebody used his name and one of his former addresses to order an AR-15 to be delivered under his name and then um, was having it delivered somewhere, I, I wish I could remember the deal, but it was really terrifying, and he happened to find out by accident
5: a straw purchase kind of thing
3: yeah and i said you need to alert the fbi right now Straw
5: purchases are very illegal
3: yeah this is scary and the fact that your name's attached to this purchase and uh this guy's near a school or whatever it was you need to get on top of this now and he did and man you just don't know and and weird emails i know jason hawes from ghost hunters in one of the first two seasons some jerk was going to a uh library in rhode island and sending Hate mail to I think it was President Obama or whoever was President Clinton at the time, maybe um, threatening his life, and then signing it as Jason Hawes and sending it off. Ooh. So you just never know what's being said that we don't know about. You know, I don't think they would just no, go after true. him for just because he wants to spend his money. Yeah, let him let him spend his money. A fool and his money is soon parted, right? So if that's the way it is, let people spend their money to do those idiotic hey, what things. Do you
0: care, right? But.
3: Are there threats that are going on in the background Maybe, and stuff? Yeah. That's what we don't know. Yeah, that's what you got to. Yeah, it's hard to say. We we'll have to figure. And it's it tough out. when it's somebody you, you like.
0: Oh, I look. Like I said, I grew up around people that went to prison and whatever. Yeah. So it's <laughs> not. I, and I'm not saying that's what he. I don't know what the, what this is all about. I've really not talked to Mike much about it. I talked to Don more than anybody out at my pillow. Anyway, Don and I are, have become very good friends, and and I like Mike, but he's always. He's always on the move. That's one thing about Mike Lindell. He's always on the move somewhere. You know, just kind of that kind of deal.
3: Apparently, Hardys is not the place to go though. If you're yeah, if
0: you surrounded by the <laughs> FBI, good grief! <laughs> like, well, I was just going to have a double cheeseburger. I... Uh, this is good news, I think. I haven't read it yet. Stocks were modestly high. Well, they were modestly higher today, so it's not great news. After major indexes suffered their worst day in more than two years, bonds yield uh, bond yields. Are rising. As the WSJ, Wall Street Journal dollar index, has uh, retreated. The Dow fell 1,300 points. Well, almost 1,300 points yesterday. Jeez. U.S. stocks fell broadly after the latest inflation data came in higher than expected. I still don't understand. And again, it's not that he's a Democrat or a Republican or it's Trump or it's Biden or whatever. But how do you have on television a celebration of how well the economy is doing? <laughs> How the
4: hell do you do that? Because, like I said, the number one job of the government is to make sure the government looks good.
0: Yep. But well, fake that. it till you make it, right? Yep. But they went from 1.5 when he became president to 8.5 yesterday. It, and
4: then it raised again today.
0: And mm. it raised again today. What's it up to now? I don't know. Because I heard it was going to go up by three-quarters of a point.
4: You can find that out. Ugh. What am I looking at? Uh, inflation rate.
0: Inflation rate for oh. today. today. Somebody said it's it's like 9.25 or something like that. I don't know if that's true or not, though.
3: Right. Right, but I've, I've also thought, and maybe this is my misunderstanding, and I know you, you dig into this a lot more, Andy, a lot of the things that take place and we're two years into this guy's presidency are from things that have actually taken place over the last 10 years. Well, and I every 10 years there's effect. a correction because everything that has been put in place starts to hit. Right. And if you're Doing things differently and not keeping the same status quo, things can. Cr- I, I, I'm not taking blame or putting blame no. on anybody, but this could be many different policies and many different things that have been written in over the years that we are unaware of.
5: Well, the upcoming housing market crash is absolutely something that has been coming for a long time. Right. Yes. Once okay. that happens, it's not going to be a surprise to anyone. Mm-hmm. No. Um, that's, yeah. Banks right. have been doing that, government's been doing that. You know, it's been a lot of bad decisions for a very long time then
3: um, the government will bail out the banks again, yeah. but not the yeah. people who lost their homes. Yep, yeah, exactly. And like
5: um, academia, their uh, tuitions, that has to crash at some point. Yep. And that's, that was a yep. long time coming. Whoever's yep. in well, charge only, at that point has nothing to do
4: with well, it. Well, the only way it's going to crash is for people to just not go
5: to school. It's, gonna, it's already starting to happen. It is? Yeah. People are starting to not care anymore. But it Especially the Ivy tuition. League. The Ivy League, it's like most people don't give a crap anymore. It's, part, it's like a, you know, a best friends club at this point.
4: Well, Ivy League is mostly very wealthy families and people that get scholarships. No,
5: exactly yeah, right. pretty yeah. much. The rest of us, it's like, well, it's like, you know, Nobody when I was a kid, bother, if you learned it. that someone went to Harvard, it was like, you know, an impressive thing. You must be really smart. But now, I don't think anyone's impressed anymore. No,
0: I agree with that.
5: Especially because they hear about the kind of things coming out of Harvard where it's like, you know, they don't even... Half the time, they're not even really teaching. They're just telling you what to think. Well,
4: That's colleges have been doing is, that, that for a while. That
5: is very true. But hey, it's gotten parents, much worse. If you want your kid
3: to go to college on a free scholarship, full ride, get him to start playing tuba. Tuba? <laughs> tuba <laughs> <is> <laughs> like, one of the number one scholarships that. that is not... Tuba? nobody's gra- yeah nobody wants to do so no they are yeah, no one band. wants to
5: be a tuba player. yeah really? for marching
3: band tuba players are getting like full-scale wow. scholarships for their entire you know college career but nobody's taken up on it because nobody wants to be the tuba player. Oh, yeah, it's so a like
4: it's a been a joke instrument thing.
5: for yeah. like a hundred oh. years. You well, it's know.
4: also a gigantic thing. I love pro- the
5: tuba. They're probably not. Uh, brass isn't that heavy.
4: It's still a big thing to go marching around with. That is
0: with. true. It was it Martin Mull had dueling tubas on
3: his album. <laughs> <laughs> our, son, our son goes, oh. <laughs> they, pick, they pick me and put me in that band i hate band there's all that blowing <laughs> <laughs> i'm like are you blowing. that lazy that blowing is too <laughs> much for you and he goes i just don't want to be carrying things and blowing them it's crazy and very it, difficult
4: oh yeah. Uh, yeah golf golf is a good one Yeah, Um, yeah, but people actually go for that. Yeah, yep. Not too many women. Not too many. uh, Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm.
5: Tubas weigh apparently about twenty-five pounds. That's not bad.
4: Though that's still a lot to be marching around in in the heat.
5: Shape and get free college. Mm -hmm. Why not? Come on, tuba players. Taren uh, from the chat. His brother Brandon got a full ride because he's a tuba player. There
3: you go,
0: baby. Look
5: at that. (laughs) I've been trying to get my kids to play tuba, and these little bastards refuse. (laughs) Just won't do it. No. Well, then you pay for college. Do you want a tuba in
4: your house, though? Uh, i got a garage I
5: guess if it saves you $200,000 in the long run Or more Or Or, more Yeah Yeah, Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, I had brothers That played the trombone Not very well That's a bad That's a bad instrument To be bad at It's so loud It makes some very strange noises Yeah
5: Yeah just
0: another tender
5: touch, that's all the I The trombone's the one with the slide, right? Yes. Yeah. yes. What's the one with the buttons on top? Is that also a Trum- trombone? Trumpet? That's a trumpet. Trumpet, okay. yeah. Yeah. trumpet Well, there's trumpet. different versions, right? Yeah, there are.
3: Trumpets can Cornet. also be there's without cornette. the horn or without yeah. the buttons. Right. Like the military, you just that's have bugle.
5: to... That's a bugle. That's a bugle, yep. Yeah. <sniffs> mm-hmm. All right,
0: that's going to be a hell of a show today. I thought the show, today's show was great. The yeah. shit. The show, the, <laughs> the shit show, the shit show, the shit show. I
4: thought it was, it was terrible great today.
0: Uh, I thought it was really good. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.